Welcome, guys, to Brunch Money, another week, another episode this week. Uh, this is the Sunday again, right? So, if, if yeah, Sunday if you guys morning. didn't then then uh, notice, like we skip a week, but now we're we're back on with uh, good strength, and uh, we're gonna try to to pump out episode every week. So, how are you, Manar? How are you, Maratona? I'm doing good. How are you, bro? Good. I'm good. How about you, Mara? Not too bad. Got my second dose. Trying to survive. You know? it's, it's nice, cool. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time to go out without a mask and cough on everyone. <laughs> All right. Um, so this week we have uh, we have a guest. It's uh, one of our friends from a long time. He's a lawyer. His name is Luker. He's working. So we're gonna talk about him about his experience about being a lawyer and also about uh, moving abroad to to work in another country uh, completely. So, uh, hi, Luker. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, it's been a really good pleasure to uh, listen to you guys every week on Brunch Money. So, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on it and uh, be willing to participate with, uh, with the three, three of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, how are you doing uh, today? Uh, how, how's the uh, how's, uh, life outside of canada now it's been like what it's been like almost two years now that you left uh you left canada yes right? exactly yeah, yeah exactly Damn, so it's, been, it's been around a year and a half i think right now and um it's been really been crazy uh, ever since i've come here with the covid19 pandemic the montreal canadians going to the Stanley cup final in 28 <laughs> years so there's definitely been a lot of things going on in these uh half in a year not only to the world but also my personal life and my uh occupation and stuff like that my career wise it's been really crazy in a good way in a good way yeah, yeah I, i've seen i've seen you progress in your career which is uh which is nice so yeah we're gonna talk about your uh the um the fact that you're a lawyer right now so just to get started, like, um, we how we're gonna do it? At the first, we're gonna just ask about like the beginnings, how uh, how to become a lawyer, what's the process, all that stuff, and after that, we're gonna talk about the uh, job hunt uh, as a lawyer, how difficult it was. And that to, just to finish off, which is more particular to you, and I think that's more interesting is that the fact that you just, I guess, within like a month, you decided you said like fuck it, I'm just gonna move out of Canada and go across the world and work and work in like hong kong which is also pretty crazy gutsy move, gutsy move. Respect. <laughs> and it worked out very good at the end so i mean that that's very interesting too that we'll talk about that so um just to get started um my first question would be more my first question would be what's the uh, regular path to become a lawyer let's say in canada <clears throat> Yes, yeah, so I think uh, in Canada, it's, it's actually they're very different in Quebec compared to other provinces. Uh, but for in Quebec, which I'm a Quebec registered lawyer, uh, you first need to have a bachelor degree in law. And then after you graduate from your bachelor degree, you have to pass the uh, bar exam, which you technically have, you can either take it in four months or in a year to study your bar exam. And then after that, uh, you pass the courses, you have like a two day exam, very rough. And if you pass the bar exam, that's when you get to do like a six months internship. And after you pass the internship, that's when you can get called to the bar and you can become official lawyer. Okay. So that's around how it works. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in CGEP, uh, since you were in Quebec, you went to CGEP, uh, right? 
Yes, exactly. exactly. And did you make any sciences or did you like went to social science or like pure and apply? Well, to be honest, um, as an Asian, we were pretty much forced to go into health science at CHEP. <laughs> and, then, and then honestly, uh, honestly, like when after I graduated CHEP, I wasn't really sure what I what path I wanted to take. So it's not like I was one of those guys that were like when I was 12 or 14, I wanted to be a lawyer. I mean, I, I really did not know what I wanted to do, but I had a brother that was a lawyer who was working in Hong Kong and I thought like a law degree would open a lot of doors because law is a very wide range of like domains and you can do a lot of things with a law degree. So that's why I chose it at the end. Okay, perfect. perfect. Cool. And uh, yeah, so you said the bar exam. Can you just explain like what it is exactly? Is it like a final year exam basically about everything you learned for four years <laughs> and how was the preparation yeah so, yeah, so basically you um, after you graduate from your bachelor degree in, in law uh, you have to apply for uh, the bar school which you can either do it in four months or 12 months where they basically just do a review of all the three years or four years that you study law okay. and the exam is like a two days I think it's uh, every day is like around four hours of exam where you they have a few topics of law that you have to like answer questions and it's really hard because it's like four years combined to like an eight hours test and it really tests your um your your knowledge basically to be a lawyer so in preparation for it, honestly, I think it's a lot of doing past exams and knowing uh, where to find the answers because uh, during the exam, you are allowed to have your law, your civil code oh. and your criminal code. So it's basically really like identifying, okay, what's the problem? Uh, what's the problem? And then uh, what's the relevant regulation or law that's relevant to the problem? And that's where you can as like save some time and really like answer the question quickly because it's kind of like a, a speed test like you really need to manage your time really well okay okay, makes sense. okay. and um so when in your part of your life that was the moment that you click that you wanted to become like a lawyer uh honestly um i'm kind of weird i mean for the whole <laughs> Like three, Everyone is three years of law school, I was, I, I really, I did not like law school at all. Um, <laughs> it was very challenging, I think. I mean, um, I think in university and law school, that's where I, the first time I really feel like, okay, school is really hard. Like I, like I studied hard and I still just got like very average grades. And mm -hmm. I think it's after I really did my internship that I, actually enjoyed being a lawyer. And I think, uh, as I said, loss is a very wide, you can do a lot of things with a law degree, right? So I wasn't like my personality, I don't think I was someone that would really like going to court and like uh, doing a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. I'm more someone that enjoys talking to people. So I think I was able, I was fortunate that my brother was working in immigration. That was a field that I had some interest in and I think Having a good mentor and having a good first 
job or first boss is really helpful to really enjoying what you like, uh, well, enjoying your career and your job. And I think he, my first boss and my brother kind of really like made me love my job uh, and my profession a lot more than school or like oh. like reading books, <laughs> like civil cones. So it's, it's just really like, so yeah, I think it's really working in the field and actually find luckily finding a niche uh domain in law that i really enjoyed so that's when i kind of like okay i can actually be a lawyer for like okay. i don't know like 20 30 years i guess yeah okay well uh, that's good yeah, because it, do, do, you, do you think that if uh, if your brother wasn't a lawyer like would you have done law school uh honestly i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so i mean i i think stanley you remember very well i I, I was in physiotherapist for a week at McGill and yeah, it was a really big struggle to change, <laughs> but I think it turned out to be the right decision. And um, so, yeah, I think having a big role model is very important for anyone's life. And I'm very thankful to have one. Yeah. And uh, you said you, you, your, your studies was uh, very difficult as uh, during, during law school. What was challenging uh, during those years at school like was it more like a lot of reading was it a lot of like learning stuff by heart like what was like the, the one of the biggest challenge during school it, yeah i think it's actually uh the opposite of having to learn everything by heart like that when i was a kid it was uh like when you're studying science in, in high school for me it was always like okay if i don't understand something then it's okay i just learn it by heart and then i just vomit out on the paper and i'll still pass right but in law school's <laughs> It's actually the opposite. Like you don't need to learn any anything by heart because everything is open book. So it's more about understanding and really uh, writing and like like elaborating your uh, thoughts and your interpretation of the law for each problem. So that was very hard for me because I was like, oh, I, I just can't memorize and just vomit it back in the exam and pass because it's a very different type of test and different type of skills compared to what I was used to in high school and CJEP, I guess, yeah. Okay, okay, I see. And uh, uh, very interesting that I thought, honestly, it was, like, far hard because, like, you just have to do, know the law and everything. And uh, uh, But at the beginning, you said that since you were in Quebec, it was a different process. Uh, let's say you, you weren't in Quebec. Let's say you go, I don't know, like Vancouver, which is in uh, British Columbia. Uh would you be able to still practice law or do you have to pass the bar exam in Vancouver? Well, in uh, yeah, so, yeah, so basically uh, every provinces, they have their own uh, bar where you have to pass so that you can actually practice there. But the only issue is that in Quebec, we kind of use a different law system than compared to other parts of Canada and the United States okay. where they follow sort of the common law, like the UK's type of common law okay. whereas in quebec we follow the french system which is a civil code so it's a very different type of law so if i would have to work in vancouver i would have to take an extra year in common law and then pass their bar exam and then i could technically uh study in vancouver uh well not study i mean work in vancouver yeah but is there like a law for like a bar to pass for all provinces i think common law something like this uh, well, it's the common law. You, you have to learn common law in other provinces. Okay. Whereas as in Quebec, you kind of need to learn both because mm -hmm. some regulation 
we follow this civil code, but some we follow like the other provinces. We follow the the common law, like in criminal law, and uh, some you can you use both. So like in immigration, we use both. We use both Quebec laws okay. and federal laws because uh, immigration is a very very niche but very special type of immigrant uh, type of law. I see, I see, I see. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> so as someone who's not a lawyer, like uh, all of us, um, and you know, as a, as a doctor, uh, it's easy to see like, okay, there's a family doctor, there's like dermatologist, there's like different kind of doctor. Engineers, the same thing. You have like software engineers, you have mechanical engineers. For lawyers, like what are the big branches of law that people technically go working? Because when I'm sure, like when we talk about lawyer, you guys think about someone who goes to court and like starts shouting at other people, you know? Yeah, that's the first <laughs> but impression. I'm, normally. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure there's more than that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think um, what I guess I'm not sure if it's the same in engineering and in. in and in med, but like I work in immigration and there's actually like zero courses of immigration law in law school. Well, not that I've, I've taken, but I'm pretty sure there were some elective that you could have taken. But for me, I didn't have any immigration law knowledge when I went out of law school. So I think there's a lot of different field that you have never expected that a lawyer you could do. But uh, I think the main branches that people would think about would be like corporate law, uh, criminal law, like family law, stuff like that. But there's actually a lot of very niche uh, uh, type of law that nobody knows. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of, of being a lawyer is that you have so many options and we're not everyone. We don't have the same personality. We don't have the same traits. We don't have the same skill sets. And it's just about finding one small niche type of law that fits your character, your skill set the most. That's that's what's important. So uh, I'm thankful that, uh, like in immigration, like it's 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 something that I can really have. I have a special skill that other people don't because in immigration, like eighty percent of the clients are from China, or they are from Hong Kong now. So. The fact that I knew to have to speak Cantonese, Mandarin, English, and French, and I had a, a license, like, it's, it's, it's so rare. So I was able to luckily find a job in immigration. And same thing when I came to Hong Kong, like, it was on, in 2019, it was like, where there were so many protests and everyone wanted to leave and immigrate from Hong Kong. And here's come this guy that's ready to come to Hong Kong that can speak Cantonese and English and He's a registered uh, lawyer with experience in immigration. I mean, I mean, it was just perfect. Like, so I think, yeah. I, see. I mean, you're yeah. you're definitely a goldmine for lawyer firms. <laughs> in Hong Kong, and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so. let's start. Let's switch a bit, like from schooling, and uh, talk about a bit of uh, like more of the job. Uh, how is the job market for lawyers like is there a lot of competition is there a lot of like uh openings or is it like if if you're the best you're good if you're not fine you're like good luck yeah. <laughs> and do they look at grades like what do they look at when yeah. they hire people yeah so i think when you first graduate it's very hard to find a job well at least 
back in my time. I'm, I'm not sure right now, but uh, they definitely look at grades and internship. So I guess those that are really smart have good grades. And then during the summer of their, uh, they, they get some internship. I think for those type of people, they get a job rather easily after a graduation. But for most other lawyers, uh, well, fresh, fresh grad lawyers, it's very hard. I mean, I think there's a stat saying like around 50% of fresh grads in law, they don't, they don't find a job right away. So, or, or there's like uh, one lawyer for 60, every 60 person in, in Quebec. That's, that's just way too much. So, so that's why I, I feel like it's important if you're a new lawyer that you really need to find a special skill that you have that other people can't do or can't do as well as you are and that people are ready to pay for you. So it's real important to find a niche where you, you have that distinct skill. And I think it's not only for lawyers. I mean, I, I think that applies for everyone. Like if you can have a special skill that people are ready to pay for you, then you're going to make money for sure. Absolutely. Like, Makes sense. Especially if you have a niche and it's in demand. Like, yeah. And I sense. think that, yeah, you can ask and, yeah, and, I think, <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's what's so, so special. Like you don't even need to be in a broad market, like to be something so niche as like an immigration, you can still make money because first, I think not a lot of people know this field. And second, like when you have a distinct uh, skill that, I mean, no one's going to learn Cantonese just to be an immigration lawyer. Right. Yeah, so sure. when you have such a uh, advantage, like, it's it's really helpful so yeah and um for you how did you so you said that i think if i remember correctly you did your bar and then after you had your internship for six months which you work in a like just like a law firm but after that um amber was very difficult for you to find a job it took you a lot of time and um how did you initially find your first real job after the internship for you um, honestly, uh, I, do you guys know Warren Buffett? I think yeah. you guys, you yeah, probably heard of Warren Buffett, yeah, but for, sure. for him, like when he found like stocks, he really literally took the, um, I think it's the value line and he read every companies from A to Z. And honestly, that's literally what I did. I went to the bar, uh, website with the law directory from A to Z. And I sent an email to every single one of them with my CV. Nice. And I think I went up to from A to S, from A to S. And that's where I finally found something. I found some interviews and I found some job offers. So that's how I found my first job. It was definitely not easy, but I think if you're ready to put out the work and literally like go from A to S, like send an email to every single one of them, you will find something because a lot of people know how hard it is to find a job as a fresh grant and they're willing to help you. Like, even if they don't have a job, they'll be like, Hey, yo, you, you want to work in immigration? I, 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 I saw something, a job offer last week and or, or like, Oh, I might know someone that could use your help. So you could like send your CV to them or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was hard, but, uh, I think the hard work paid off. Yeah. Always, always, definitely always. I just have like one more question uh, for like your first job that you had um, compared to what you learned at school and compared to um, what you had to apply. How big is the gap between them? Was it like a big gap or did you have to adjust a lot or was it pretty much the same as what you learned in school? 
Well, I think school readies you to what's out there, right? So, like, even if you are not familiar with the law, uh, you still know how to sort of interpret it. And that's what school is for, is to get ready to, like, if you have something unexpected, you know how to handle it. And I also think it's very important to have a, a very good mentor or a very good first boss because he's the one that's going to teach you the ropes of how to be a good lawyer. Uh, and I was lucky to have that. And I think for me, the it wasn't that hard to pick up because, um, because I had a very good teacher. And honestly, the work as an immigration lawyer, it's, it's not as hard as uh, other types of law. Uh, it's because we don't need to go to court and uh, the regulation are always pretty similar. And like, uh, it's more about soft skills, like how you speak to people and, um, and identifying their needs and stuff like that. So, uh, well, at least I found it easier, but maybe it's my personality. I'm not sure. So I think, but yeah, to answer your question, I think it's it's all about the, the mentor and the first, if you have a good first job, a good first boss you'll love a lot more and I think you'll have more I, I feel like for a lot of people like if you have a good first job you'll most likely stick to that field uh, okay. rather than changing it yeah that's very interesting because like it's basically like your first impression thing of how the work is going to be like your first job in your first so that's very that's very good to hear yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah so um, to transition off to our uh, next subject here, um, how was your transition to Hong Kong? Like, what was the first things that you needed to do, um, paperwork, and like, what did you? What were your steps? Uh, you you mean to find a job in Hong Kong or to? Um, I mean, just let's just start are, from the beginning. I remember I was yeah, from the start, the beginning. But uh, if you wanna. Ask you like was is that was as simple as just like going online and just like apply to a bunch of jobs again, or you had to like know people there and all stuff like that. Like, how did it work for you to like actually move to Hong Kong? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So um um, I'm pretty sure Stanley knew this, uh, but I ever since um, my graduation, I always dreamed of moving abroad, moving to Hong Kong. That was my dream, and. That, that's also one part of the reason why I chose immigration law because it's it's a path it's a possible path to move to Hong Kong and to find a job I think uh, it was during 2019 so as I said it was a really hot uh, topic immigration in Hong Kong and they really needed the expertise of someone like me and um, so during 2019 when I had a vacation I went to Hong Kong and I just applied to jobs online. Like I went to uh, a website called JobsDB and just sent CVs. And that's, 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 that was like the difference, like from going from A to Z from the law directory and having barely any fruits to sending, I think I sent like to 10 like job offering and I got like seven interviews. So that was crazy. But I think the biggest difference is that um, sometimes a job title in Hong Kong is not the same in, in Canada. So that's why I, I was like struggling because uh, the requirement weren't as the same as I, what I was expecting. So when I went there, like the first week, I, I had some job interviews, but it wasn't exactly for the work that I was looking for. 
but I, I luckily I was able to uh, transition and to to learn from it and adapt. And the second week I was there for two weeks. The second week that's where I really got like what I wanted. So, and um, when you get a job offer, that's that's where you have to uh, think quickly and, and decide right away. Like you want to go or you you don't want to go. And for me, uh, it was a tough decision. Honestly, I mean. I think for my friends, I, 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 I kind of showed like it was a, such an easy decision, but I mean, it's still a, a life-changing decision. But for me, like at that point, I was like, okay, in Canada, I, I kind of, uh, I, I reached a plateau, a plateau. Like I, I didn't have much more that I could do here in, Mon- in Montreal, in Canada. So I just took the job, but uh, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I, I remember like, like, I wasn't stressed or nervous about it until the last night. Like I remember I, my brother drove me to, to Monarch's place to pick up an off-white pill. And then Monarch gave me a big hug. <laughs> I, I almost cried, bro. I almost cried. That was when I was like, okay, this is real. This is real. Like it's I'm really going to talk on <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so it was definitely not as easy as a choice that, uh, that I thought it would be, but Honestly, it was one of the greatest decisions I ever made because, uh, like, the experience I've gotten here and yeah, it's it's, it's invaluable. So, um, and the work is definitely different. Uh, the work culture, I guess, in Hong Kong is very different than in Canada. So I had to adapt to it. But I think uh, I was back in Canada was more. I did everything like you know, from from meeting clients to filling forms for them to uh, compile the supporting documents. And and now in Hong Kong, I have more of a senior position where I, I'm leading a team where I'm, I'm teaching them how to do things. So I think that was also uh, something I had to adapt, like from like, you know, doing things by all on your own to having to lead a team. So uh, I think that was the biggest uh, challenge for me when I came to Hong Kong. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's that's a pretty complete answer, man. Uh, uh, but about uh, like you said that you applied to ten, uh, ten, ten spots and you got like seven interviews. So it seems like yeah. there is a lot of demand. But how is it like? Uh, like let's say I'm a Canadian Asian, of course. That I know the language at least of uh, like Canto or Mandarin, uh, Mandarin. Sorry. And how is the job market like in Hong Kong compared to uh, Canada? Is it like easier since you're like, you have a Canadian degree or like, do they like see this as a, as a plus or it doesn't really matter? Um, well, I was very lucky because I was really at the right time. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure okay. <laughs> for other people, but I think Hong Kong, they're really uh, welcoming for foreigners some work in Hong Kong uh, but there's definitely a few fields where it's a lot more easier to find a job like if you're in finance or if you are in IT I guess but um, honestly as sur- as surprising as it is you actually don't really need to uh, know Cantonese or Mandarin to find a job like oh. there's a lot of foreigners uh, in, in, in Hong Kong and honestly what surprised me the most is there's actually a lot of French people in Hong Kong like Every week in the NPR or the, the, the Hong Kong's metro, you I would hear someone speaking French and we're like, yeah, I would wow. have never expected. <laughs> I would have never yeah. expected it. So um, there's definitely a lot of foreigners here in, in Hong Kong that they can find a niche without even speaking the language. So I think 
if you're really willing to move abroad, just just do it. Just send CVs. You never know what's gonna happen. So, uh, you know, like my path wasn't easy, but what I learned is like if you want to do something, like just put out the first step. Like like Wayne Gretzky, man. Like you miss every shot you don't take, right? So I think that's a good mentality to have, like for for job hunting and and uh, finding jobs abroad. Okay, well. I honestly thought it was like because I know like the Asian culture is like very, uh, very like focused on their on their people, a, a bit I think like not trying to offend anybody. So hearing that uh, they're very open to foreigners and like even if you don't speak Cantonese or Mandarin, like you could actually find a job is completely not what I expected. <laughs> and, so maybe have a chance. Uh, I, th- I, I think I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it depends on the city, but I think like in Hong Kong and and I guess Singapore, it's pretty easier. Well, easier. I'm not saying it's easy, but easier for expats. But okay. uh, I I wouldn't say for the uh, other cities because I I don't I really I really don't know. Yeah. And now and now you've been working at the same job, I guess, for the past uh, two years that you were in Hong Kong. Yes, that's Texas Island, right? I, I've been working uh, at my firm as a general counsel of an immigration consulting firm for around a year and a half, almost two years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you liking it? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, I, it's definitely uh, a new challenge, and I was uh, able to learn a lot of different things, uh, like in terms of work culture in terms of uh, different immigration programs that was probably not uh, as experienced as before. And I feel like what really, what I learned the most is definitely the management uh, side of things or even the, the, like the sales part. So that was not something that as a lawyer, you would really like take care of like the finding clients or like uh, managing people. That wasn't uh, my focus in my first, a few experience but in hong kong that's like that's basically almost literally almost what you do so uh it's definitely been great great experience and i think um i would recommend people like uh, to try to go abroad like i would encourage them if they, that's what they really want to do like it's a very good experience and what would you describe as your next step or where would you see yourself in two or three years from now? As a lawyer. Yeah, as a lawyer. Oh, uh, as a lawyer. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't know. Like, I think for me, I've always had this, uh, like, I, I always set myself some goals. Like, um, I, I think I've told Stanley this before, but like, before I was 30, I wanted to move to Hong Kong. And then, before 35, I want to own my own business. And at, before, and at, at 40, I want to be a millionaire, like Canadian billionaire, like C, CAD, right? So I think uh, in three years, I hope, yeah, because if if we're counting Hong Kong dollars, it's a lot easier, right? Especially with, uh, we, we don't have capital gain tax here, so it's a lot wow. easier. So, 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 so for me, I think, in the next three years, it's really more uh, hoping that one day I could open my own uh, uh, law firm here in Hong Kong, maybe, or in Canada, I'm, I'm not sure. And then uh, focus on the personal finance, hope for financial independence one day. But I don't think in three years that's very possible, but uh, hopefully soon, yeah. Okay. 
Perfect. Good. I, have, I have a great tip actually for you for personal finance, if, if I can share it, if you don't mind. You should follow this uh, podcast called, what is it again? Brunch Money. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's correct. That, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Luker, I think uh, that was pretty much it, man. Uh, we really appreciate uh, your time and all uh, what you, you've given us. And uh, actually, I just had one more question. Maybe it's a mer- more of a fun one. Uh, have you watched Suits, like the TV show? Yes, I have done. I and, did. I did. And uh, I really loved it. How accurate is it? Uh, not very accurate, but uh, <laughs> definitely. Like, come on, man. They're not wearing but, suits but for honestly, 20, honestly, $12,000. Honestly, uh, the, the first few episodes of Suits was during my uh, law school, uh, and it was definitely inspiring. It really helped me to like, oh, yo, if, if this is what being a lawyer is, then I'll continue <laughs> my studies, and hopefully I can become it a lawyer. cool. But yeah, it looks cool, man. Uh, but yeah. It's definitely not. Yeah. All right, so here you have it, folks. So it's suits is a uh, is is a myth. Don't <laughs> don't think you're gonna have fancy cars or fancy suits. All all. Are gonna are gonna or that your your paralegal is gonna be your girlfriend? What? <laughs> your paralegal is gonna be your girlfriend, <laughs> and all paralegals and are hot. Definitely, you know? and definitely don't fake. Uh, fake that you went to harvard that's yep. that's never a good ending <laughs> that's the moral of the story <laughs> all right um thank you so much Luker, for being with us uh just to wrap things up a little bit uh on our end as well uh what would you say uh, to students aspiring to be a lawyer what would your tips be and um the other question would be what would uh, you tell yourself right now to a young looker that was just starting to study law give us your words of wisdom yeah, words of wisdom, things that you wish you would knew you knew back then. Uh, I'd say, don't give up and uh, keep working hard. Uh, if that's your dream to become a lawyer, then just keep going at it. Like, there's going to be a lot of obstacles uh, in in your life, but uh, you just gotta get back up and 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 keep pursuing your dreams. And I think. Uh, if you don't have a dream, it's okay. You still have time to find it. And, uh, it's all about timing and, and luck, honestly. But if you work hard, you'll find that luck. So keep, 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 keep going, like just keep going. And, uh, for the past two core, I'd say start investing earlier, stupid, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> <just> my <advice. laughs> I tell this myself every day, man. It's like, I wish I did that earlier as well. So so yeah, I, I wish brunch I, I wish brunch money existed back to, uh, earlier, but uh, still appreciate you guys for for actually doing it right now. So yeah, hey, man, thank you so if, much. If any eighteen years old to twenty three years old are listening to this, hey, Let's here we have do it. it. Just start <laughs> investing, guys. Perfect. So all the good stuff we <clears throat> usually do, Luker. Thank you so much. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a good rating. And our Instagram is in the description down below. It's Brunch Money Official uh, for more posts, uh, reels, and uh, more everything about personal finance and careers. So this was Brunch Money with Mr. Lawyer Booker. And we'll thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. See See you guys.